Hi, this is Jeannie Drisco bringing you an episode of The Art and Soul of Healing. Today on the Wings for Alliance for Natural Health, USA, we will be returning to South Carolina and pick up our discussion with Dr. Michael Bauerschmidt on the effects of mold and mold toxicity on our health. I'd like you to welcome back Dr. Michael Bauerschmidt. So let's get into treatment. So we talked a little bit about avoidance, maintenance of the house. Uh, But what about glutathione? You mentioned that. Right. Glutathione to me is absolutely critical. And I will not even do a test on somebody until they've, uh, they've been on glutathione for at least a week. And here's why. Glutathione, besides being a great antioxidant, besides being a great agent to help your body biotransform, I try to use that word instead of detoxify because it's really a little more. I, I do like that. I thank yeah. you for saying yeah. that. That is yeah. good. The, the biotransformation process is one of the key ingredients is the glutathione. Uh, not to mention it's one of the few things that has been shown uh, to uh, show that it can help rebalance the immune system in term in people with HIV with uh, mycoplasma or with uh, tuberculosis resistance. Uh, that that will actually get them better, just the glutathione, or that it will stop the oxidation of LDL for heart disease. And so it, it has all these wonderful parts to it. But one, when it comes to mold, it is absolutely critical in order for the in order for your body to dump the mold toxin. It has to be attached to glutathione. Now you say, okay, well it takes, but the the problem is even though your body makes glutathione, if, the mold, the, if you have mold toxins, those toxins will inhibit a critical enzyme step in the manufacture of glutathione so that now you are making up to 60% less glutathione than you should be able to make. So if you have any ongoing exposure to mold or any <clears throat> huge colonization issue, you're going to run out of glutathione over time. You're going to overdraw that bank account. And I'm absolutely sure that that's one of the reasons that, that people get sick from, from mold toxins. Mm, is interesting. They, just deplete, they deplete the glutathione. So they got to be on glutathione first, uh, number one, and, and they need to be on it. Actually, I start people on it and just keep them on it. <laughs> just, just, so are you giving them oral and IV? I'm doing oral and I, I will do IV if I haven't, you know, my, my indications for, for oral glutathione is presence of a mouth. <laughs> and the indications indications for for intravenous uh, glutathione is presence of an IV. So if mm-hmm. you're if you're getting stuck, you're getting IV glutathione. But mm-hmm. I will use both apps and everybody. It's just mm-hmm. uh, we I, even I, used it uh, inhaled glutathione, nebulized glutathione. Oh yeah, I've, I use that as well. Uh-huh. I, I use that as well for my COPD patients, asthma patients, uh, kids with bronchitis, bronchiolitis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing, amazing oh, antioxidant. And, and here's one. Here's here's one in this in this now. <laughs> here this is this is really important this is a sidebar away from mold but i think it's critical glutathione a lot of the immune uh, uh or the adverse reactions to vaccines are posited to be because of glutathione deficiency we now have before us a, a, a pandemic that is just and i'm not anti-vaccine mm-hmm. nor am i necessarily pro-vaccine if it's been proved because in this instance we have an entirely new an entirely new vaccine that has absolutely no safety record we don't know what's going to happen six months from now if people have got the vaccine 
we don't even know pretty much what's happened three months from now for people who mm-hmm. got the vaccine. Mm-hmm. But if you know, I tell my patients, if you decide to get it, take the glutathione for three days before day of and three days after. And at least protect yourself to that degree. And, and, and uh, some of the uh, work that was done with kids and vaccine reactions, the kids that have taken, taken the glutathione in that way, their, their incidence of vaccine reactions is, is far less than those that did. Boy, that's news so, to use. Thank you for adding yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's really yeah. important. You know, yeah. there are some people that I know use sequestering agents like clay and biobinders, but mm-hmm. they use those, they never stop. And I, I, yeah. I, they're very uncomfortable with that because you don't want to bind your good fats and get them out of your body. Exactly. And, and I'm glad you brought that one up too, because that's, that, that was one of the other issues I have. There was a, actually a patient that came to me from Virginia, um, and she had been to one of Richie Shoemaker's pupils with, and they said, yes, you have your, you flunked your VCS score and you have mold and take cholestyramine and come back in a month and do the test. And she came back and about, so your VCS is so bad, take cholestyramine for another month. And it's like, it said, well, when does this happen? Well, when you, when, when you start getting better with the cholestyramine, then we'll advance you to the next level. I went time out. A, there's no glutathione. B, 80% of the mycotoxins are being dumped in your urine, not your stool. Mm-hmm. And C, if, you know, just because, just because they're being dumped in your stool doesn't mean they're automatically going to get reabsorbed out of your stool. And then we have the whole other issue of, well, what about, you know, what about the other stuff that I'm trying to give them to build them up? You know, rebuild their, uh, you know, let's get them on some mitochondrial sup, uh, supplementation. Let's build their uh, mitochondria. Let's do whatever else we is that we're doing, not to mention just any other medication they need, may need to be taken for any other reason. And now you're binding all this stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of going, you know, if people, so bottom line, and then there's also, if you look at, uh, oh, shoot, his name just escaped me. Um they're looking at a study that certain toxins use certain binders. And I was listening to him speak one day uh, and uh, he was saying that, that taking a binder may increase the release of toxins in the system. And I'm going time out. How you got to walk me through that one a minute, because you're only getting 20% out through the bile into the stool to begin with. Mm-hmm. So that 20% is a, is, is, a, is a solid number. The only way it's getting reabsorbed, if it, you happen to break the bond between the glucuronidase or the other carrier molecule you may have, glucuronidase being the most common for the bile, and you break that, you break that bond and, and, and create the free toxin that float around the intestinal tract and allow it to be reabsorbed. But if you only got 20% to begin with, how do you increase the amount that has been mobilized by giving them a binder? So I've just, I've just, I'm, I'm still wrestling with that one. Yeah, and that's I've, always I've never, bothered me as well. That's why I had to bring it up. So. Yeah, yeah. And so, and also a lot of the folks already are suffering with autonomic dysfunction, are already constipated. You pull dump a binder in them and they're going to sit around there and their eyes are going to turn brown and they're going to say, Doc, you know, like, what are you doing to me? Yeah, absolutely. How about vitamins, minerals, other antioxidants? Do you ever measure those first or... You just put um, them on a good mix. No, I, I uh, actually I, I developed my own formula <laughs> because I, 
you know, I, I've had so many patients walk in literally with a suitcase of supplements. Yeah, absolutely. And they bring them in their roller bag. And they, and they bring, yeah. And I'm kind of going, how do you have room for food? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, seriously, much less how do you afford to buy any food? Uh-huh. Uh, and so what I did is uh, I just, I, I looked at some of my, you know, some of the things that everybody takes on a daily basis, vitamin C, B complex, magnesium, uh, trace minerals, including, you know, zinc, iodine, things like that. And, and I looked at the bottles of the stuff I liked. And I said, how many, how many milligrams of whatever do you have in these bottles? And I wrote it all down on a piece of paper and I sent it off to the, to, to the lab and I said, make me a, make me a powder that has this in it. Mm-hmm that's what I give my patients. Mm-hmm. So it's like eight different supplement, eight different individual bottles of supplements that you're going to find the levels in my one scoop of powder, what you'd find in eight different bottles of other supplements. Well, that works. That's, so, that does make so sense. I kind of I, I do that. And, um, you know, and then and everything else is, you know, everybody gets a bottle of glutathione. It's <laughs> just like, you're yes. leaving with it, get used to taking it. Don't ever run out of it. Please remember it's in your refrigerator. So, you know, put a little note yes. on, your, on your thing. Don't forget to take it. Yeah. It is. It's gold. Yeah. So how about sauna? I love sauna. And sauna is part of my uh, the cellular cleanse uh, uh, operation. That's what uh, my... my uh, uh, the woman that I mentioned that the tracked me down and she, she'll tell you, she, if she tells you a story, she says she stalked me uh, <laughs> <laughs> and said, you know, you're, you're going to, I'm going to have this in this town with or without you. Uh-huh. So I, but um, she calls it the hour in a shower because I'll, I'll, um, if you, if you think about how any toxins, mold, mold toxins included, interfere with, with with us. I mean, there's whole books written about how toxins interfere with the mitochondria. That's a given. You have six-cylinder mm-hmm. engines running on four cylinders. Mm-hmm. The thing they don't know, or the thing people haven't written about a lot, is, is work that was done by Dr. Von Arden uh, uh, with his multi-step oxygen therapy. And he, he showed that there is actually sort of a functional valve in the capillary system. And that valve opens and closes every few seconds, every few minutes to allow time for the oxygen and the nutrients to diffuse across the cellular membranes. Absent those valves, it'd be like trying to empty your circulatory freight train without ever stopping in the station. You get some of the stuff out, but not enough to fill the needs for the, for the area. But what happens with any toxin is you get a vasculitis in the end arterial mm-hmm. and that will diminish the amount of flow available to the capillaries to the point in many times that the red blood cells can no longer get through. So the only oxygen and nutrients you're getting are what are dissolved in the plasma, which can be enough to keep you moving, but mm-hmm. really not enough to help you live life the way you want to. Mm-hmm. So with this knowledge in mind, I said, okay, well, what do we need to do? So you can do, you can send them, have them breathe oxygen. Uh, and the sauna. And, well, well, sauna's coming. Okay, <laughs> got, got it, got yeah, it, sorry. It's, it's, coming. <laughs> it's coming. So you got, so, so you got, uh, so you got the oxygen and some people use hyperbaric, some people, but I like quick and efficient. So uh, I use an altitude contrast system called LIVO2. And I'll put them on that for 15 minutes. Well, now we've got oxygen going to the cells. The pumps and the, the mitochondria can kick on the pumps in the, in the, in the cells to, to dump the toxins out along with other waste material. The 
problem here being is that many of these toxins, the molecular weight is too big to be picked up on the venous side of the capillary bed. They have to be picked up by the lymphatics. Well, lymphatics don't have a good pumping system other than the sole of your foot. That's where your lymphatics are, are driven is by every time you push down on your foot, that's, that's pumping your lymphatics. So I put them on a thing called a Juvent, which is a micro impact platform, which is totally different than a vibration plate. Okay. Whole other animal entirely. And what did you call that uh, again? And then Juvent, J-U-V-E-N-T. Okay. And you spend, and you spend 20 minutes on that and we drain your lymphatics. And now all this stuff is dumped back into your vascular system. We don't want to overwhelm your liver and your kidneys or even your lungs. So we're going to toss you in the sauna mm-hmm. to help you sweat them out. Mm-hmm. You can get, I mean, again, Stephen Genoas has, has shown beyond a shadow of a doubt that you can get most everything out in sweat, mm-hmm. short of Teflon and mm-hmm. the PFAS. Mm-hmm. But most everything else will come out to one degree or another in sweat. Now, I'll, I'll still use chelation for metals because you can pee a whole lot more efficiently than you can sweat. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. But sauna hurts. Uh, I've, I've, not, I've not hurt anybody with a sauna. Some people don't tolerate it well at first. Right, right. They don't. But as their autonomic function comes back online, because we're getting rid of the toxins, even if we can't get them in the sauna, we're still at least dumping them through the liver and the kidneys. Mm-hmm. So even though they may not be able to tolerate the sauna initially, many people, uh, you know, they, they come in and say, Doc, I can't sweat or I can't stand the sauna. And we start yeah. them out slow. And, and yeah. after about the fifth or sixth time, they're kind of going, oh, I, I can stay in there for half an hour. And then, right, and then right. they come out and say, good God, I thought somebody dump a bucket of water on me in there. Uh-huh. I mean, I was just sweating so much. I haven't sweat that much since I was a kid. But don't you think that the body's uh, doing that to protect those people? In well, I'm level. not sure if it's to protect them or if it's an, or if it's just part of that autonomic dysfunction that occurs mm-hmm. from the from the environmental illness. You know, much like you get the diarrhea or the constipation or the POTS or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's I think it's as much, you know, uh, that as as opposed to anything. And, and, and I don't know, G, explain to me why you say that, because I'm 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 kind of thinking, why would the body want to keep you from dumping things? Well, if it, if you don't have the tools to detoxify, then mm-hmm. you're going to have to protect yourself. So if you don't want to liberate that stuff from your extracellular space mm-hmm. or your fat stores, mm-hmm. because if you do, it's going to make you really sick. And I've seen patients yeah. get really sick. So over mm-hmm. time, I mean, it does make sense that it should be autonomic as well, but over time, they've got more tools to be able to clear these things and eliminate mm-hmm. them, both sweat, stool, mm-hmm. kidneys. Right. And, and that's, and that, you know, and, and, you know, the one thing that I have found in, since I've been doing this, this, this hour in the shower is that even if people couldn't tolerate the sauna, they still were able to feel better just with the oxygen and the and, mm-hmm. and the uh, juvent. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, is, there may be I, I hadn't quite thought of it from that way, but I I can see where that might uh, where that could make a certain amount of sense. So tell me a little bit more about the LIVO two. Do you called it LIVO two? Right. Right. Well, they, the guys that make it called LIVO2, but I, when I use it, I felt uh, that's what cleared my brain fog and I felt alive again. So I uh-huh. call it LIVO2. And <laughs> okay. What is it exactly? It's, it's, a, uh, it's based on Von Arden's multi-step therapy. And okay. what, you're, what you do is you have, uh, I, I have a, a double system because I got to keep my bag filled, but you basically have two oxygen compressors. 
that are uh, that are putting you know 80% oxygen into this reservoir bag, so that when you use the tight fitting mask, you're essentially getting basically 100% oxygen. I mean, mm-hmm. this is uh, you're not going to get anything higher short of being intubated and placed on a high flow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then, but the the adaptive contrast or altitude contrast part comes in is that. There is also a hose from the bottom of the oxygen concentrator that feeds into a second reservoir that has the oxygen concentration equivalent of 12,000 feet of altitude. Okay. So we're, we're, we're going from basically 100% to you know 15% uh-huh. oxygen while you're exercising. Okay. And what that does is, you know, of course, as you're exercising, you're going to get some blood vessel dilatation, nitric oxide production, particularly in the hypoxic state Mm -hmm. as you're exercising at altitude. Uh, And you're really uh, you're really depleting your 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 vascular stores of oxygen. Uh, and then when you uh, give them the oxygen back and, and they still have this turbulent flow going from the increased heart rate and the, and the blood vessel dilatation, between that turbulent flow and that huge differential between the dissolved level of oxygen present in, in, in the pulmonary artery and the, uh, and the now going from 15% to 100% oxygen, you are just super saturating the plasma up to 600 fold over baseline. Okay. Do you so, have to get inside of a container? No, no, no. You're, sitting, you're wearing a mask and Just a mask. sitting on a bike, sitting on a okay. bike or a rowing machine or a treadmill or, yeah. This is so interesting to me. I've just mm-hmm. started exploring this type of, of uh, reaction, but I've never heard of this company. So Well, come on out and I'll show you how well, it's done. <laughs> I may take you up on that. This is really fascinating. What other IVs are you using? Oh, I mean, I got the standard, you know, my own, everybody's got their own variation on the Myers, you know, uh-huh. like a lot of folks do Myers, five, seven grams of vitamin C. My Myers starts at 15 and absolutely, you know, yeah. you know I usually do 25. I have a viral formula I'll use for people with EBV. I use, uh, you know, I'll, I've got a, a, a formula that I use that help you know, it's got some extra magnesium and mm-hmm. uh, zinc and things for, you know, people I'm trying to, to, to cleanse or I've been looking, I've been looking like crazy trying to find the stupid uh, uh, uh the 8% amino acids. Just, mm-hmm. Nobody makes it anymore, at least not mm-hmm. in the sizes that I can use. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I use that. I also use a lot of uh, ultraviolet nozone. Okay. Uh, combo, and that's that's just been remarkable for particularly for the uh, the chronic uh, the chronic EBV and even mold. I mean, it's, okay. It's, uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that Eurozone treatment? Well, um, Frank Schallenberg really kind of started uh, the big big thing with ozone with his uh, major autologous hemotherapy, where he takes you know 250 cc's of blood and shoots in some ozone and gives it back to you. And that's great and it's very helpful and very, but I, I combine that with uh, ultraviolet blood irradiation. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, you know, if you think ozone was around since the civil war treating gangrene Mm -hmm. uh, and UVB came up, came about in the thirties and was used to, it was originally the, some of the original studies were, were done on on women that were dying of post-abortion sepsis. You know, back then abortions were legal and they're using the hangers in the back room and, People were just dying from the infections and they didn't have antibiotics. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, this UVB came into being because of because it was saving those people's lives. And what I found interesting is actually it, it actually worked better if they hadn't been given when antibiotics came around. It actually mm-hmm. worked better than antibiotics and it worked better if they hadn't received any antibiotics ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know. We, we don't know the exact mechanism of action. Uh, other, uh, you know, it was originally uh, theorized that you're killing the bugs with the UVB that's, that are contained in the blood that you take out. And that's setting up an immune response in the in the body, sort of like an auto vaccination. Actual fact is probably not true. It's probably just the fact that this this ultraviolet light energy is being transferred to the blood and into the body, and the body is taking advantage of that energy to boost the immune system. And and uh, there's very clear evidence of uh, of of the stimulation of the NERF NERF two pathways, so all the antioxidant production and the IL ten and all the other anti-inflammatory cytokines all get ramped up in the presence of the ozone and uh, uh, and the UVB. And then I have, you know, we got the the standard dose, which is like uh, 60 mLs of blood and 60 cc's ozone up to uh, what we call the high dose, which uh, will take 300 mLs of blood, uh, do a double pass through the uh, through the UVB on the way out and on the way back in. And then also we'll use, uh, you know, up to uh, we'll use 70,000 micrograms of ozone as opposed to the usual of about um, uh, 3,600 in, uh, in the standard dose. Mm-hmm. So it's 20-fold increase in ozone, uh, you know, five-fold increase in blood volume and double the ultraviolet exposure. And how fast are you seeing most people bouncing back with the combination of these treatments? Well, um, it, it's I've I've had people that have been sick for 15 years, and they come down and spend two weeks, and they say, "Thank you for giving me my life back." Um, most need a little. I mean, that's just enough to kind of get them back on the pathway, and then we just kind of help guide them on the on a continued uh-huh. path. But you know, I, I kind of I, I look at it as kind of like these. They've fallen into this deep dark hole. My job in the first couple of weeks is to pull them out of the hole or at least show them that they can reach the top. Right, right. Then fill in the hole behind them and then teach them how to stay away from holes. Yeah, there you go. That's great. Well, you're probably going to start seeing some of these uh, long haulers, these uh, post-COVID patients. it's the same thing as the chronic yeah. ABV or chronic. Think about this. Think about this, Jeannie. This is, you know, people say, oh, you have chronic Lyme. I said, no, listen, guys, think about this for a second. If you took your average movie theater and you put 300 of the people you knew in the movie theater and you dumped COVID or H1N1 or whatever else you want to put into the system and check on them two weeks later, mm-hmm. you know, in the case of COVID, you may have, you know, uh, of that 300, maybe three are dead and maybe another half dozen have been in the ICU. And on the other end, you got, you know, 15 or 20 that kind of went, was I exposed to something? Mm-hmm. And everybody in between has got everything from, oh, I had a runny nose for a couple of days to I was laid up for two weeks. Uh-huh. Why? Same bug, same exposure, different immune systems. Right, exactly. What makes the immune system different? Your diet, your emotional balance, your environmental exposures, what's wrong with you physically? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, this has been really great. So tell me what you and your wife are doing for fun in South Carolina. Uh, well, right now, not much. <laughs> We're still, I mean, people, we, we got to dinner once in a while, but there's not a whole lot else going on. The movie theaters remain closed and, and, uh, 
you know, when I, when I get it, when I get a chance, I, you know, I, we love to travel and I usually, usually this time of year, you'd find me in the Caribbean diving someplace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just travel being what it is. It's, it's, uh, I'm not worried about getting out of the country. I'm just worried, you know, when they're going to change the rules and say, Oh, you got to have a test, the negative test before we let you back in. Yeah, they're doing that for sure. <laughs> yeah, and then and you so wonder I, about the test quality. Yeah, well, well, exactly. We, yeah. We, and whether I'm going to be able to get one and wherever it is, I go diving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you a story about myself now. Yeah, I, uh, please. We, we're coming back from Costa Rica in March 2020, and uh, I got coronavirus coming through the airport in Houston. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> it's because it was the day they closed the borders. And so every hippie in South in Central America came back into the country with their dogs and their backpacks mm-hmm. and their tents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, it, and it was just as you said, I, I really wasn't that sick. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to October, and because I'm still faculty at KU Med, I had to get a random test. So I got a random test and it was positive again. So I got it two times. And I didn't even, uh, the only thing that I, in retrospect, had a little smell and taste loss. Uh But other than that, nothing. So that, to your point, if you've Mm -hmm. got a good diet and your immune system's working, you're going to be fine. Yeah. By the way, what was your vitamin D level? You know, even with being in Costa Rica, it was really low. Really? Yes. And honestly, you're one of those folks that should have gotten sick. (laughs) Well, I was taking, I knew I needed to take, so I've got those 50,000 unit capsules. Yeah. yeah. And so I took those for three days. Oh, okay. Because I knew I was exposed in the airport. So as soon as I got home, I took it for three days. Well, that's the other thing I'll do is I'll, um, I love the Argentin nose spray, Uh colloidal silver. Uh Uh-huh. I'll take that with it because a little two ounce bottle. So it'll let you on the plane with it. Yes. And actually I do that here as well. Uh, and I'm, I'm exposed almost every, every day at the office. I mean, you're sure somebody, yeah, somebody <laughs> so, yeah. so I'll spray my nose morning and evening. Uh, just a, you know, a couple of sprays in each nostril morning and evening. I take my vitamin D, uh, and I've got loricide. And if I, if, or if I think I've really had a bad contamination, or a bad exposure, I'll put five cc's of Argentin in with a couple of drops of biocidin and a couple of drops of iodine, Lugol solution, and, uh-huh. and nebulize that. And you know, knock on wood, I've been I've been negative since it started. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's I I feel like now I don't I can say I don't need the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I no, and that's well. <laughs> As long as we're on this topic, let me get your opinion on this. It's, since coronavirus is so, you know, notorious for not stimulating a long immune response, mm-hmm. how long do you think you're protected for? And then how long do you think the vaccine's going to be good for before they're going to say you need right. another booster? That's exactly the best question of all. And I think mm-hmm. it's six months. I mean, personally, mm-hmm. it was six mm-hmm. months for me. Because I had six months in between, then the seventh month I got infected again, although mm-hmm. without really no symptoms. Right. Um, but then they are definitely going to make you get boosters. I can oh, see yeah. it coming. I mean, you yeah. can also already see the whispers in the, yeah. you know, with the podcast from yeah. Fauci and some of the other viral people. Oh yeah, and the other and the other thing though is that, that I and again I, I I want to emphasize to your listeners I, I'm not necessarily anti-vax, but I am very pro safety 
And the other question you have to ask yourself beyond the safety uh, measures is, this vaccine is designed to train your body to recognize the spike protein from the Italian strain that we're infected with. All these new strains, the difference is in the spike protein. Mm -hmm. So are they going to be as effective against those, or is this going to be another flu thing where H1, you got an H1N1, but oh, sorry, it's H1N2 this year. Yeah. So they've got to switch it up, make new vaccines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's not going to be a one and done for sure. I, I really think that, that your, your, your best, I mean, and, and anybody that's at risk or fearful of, of, of getting the disease, please go get the vaccine. I mean, I'm yes. not going to be standing in line for it. Right. You can have my place. You can have my place. I'll give you, I'll wrap, <laughs> I'd be happy to give, you, give, give that away. Yes. But I really think that what's, what we're ultimately going to see happen is that there's going to be so many people that have become infected waiting for the vaccine that the herd immunity is going to develop simply from that. And then they're going to say, oh, look, the vaccine worked. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's already starting to fall, the rates of infection yeah. in the country. Yeah. So I, my theory is that they started vaccinating the frontline healthcare workers, and so they're no longer spreading it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's a good thought. Yeah, <laughs> it could be too. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, lots of lots of things. Yeah. Lots oh, of you know what we did. You know what we didn't talk about was the treatment. You mentioned you asked something about how do I treat it. Uh huh. And we never really covered other than glutathione. We got off on glutathione, and then. Uh, thing, but but the you know for for my patients that 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 have you know levels of mycotoxins, besides having their house and their workplace in, in, inspected and making sure they're not recontaminating themselves, it's really uh, there's there's lots of things you know. Dr. Brewer initially used uh, itraconazole or amphotericin along with EDTA, and I, actually I followed his protocol when I was sick, and I did one in the morning and one in the evening. Uh, but again, I like simplicity and I don't like people call, calling me up and complaining that the EDTA gave him a nosebleed mm-hmm. so, or the amphotericin gave him a nosebleed. Uh, and so I, I, I actually switched to just the Argentin silver with a nebulizer with a couple of drops of biocidin. Other people have very successfully used xylitol nose spray as a, because the, the key is you have to, the, the, the mold uh, will... Uh, uh, has has the biofilm and mm-hmm. the biofilm I explained it to patients is kind of like the, uh, the the Klingon cloak of invisibility you know mm-hmm. so they, it's cloaking device and and it hides from the immune system and it also serves as a, a federation deflector shield and so it, it, <laughs> it, 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 you know the antibiotics can't get to it or the antifungals and so uh, the biocidin is a really great uh, uh, biofilm disruptor, and then the silver can get in to do its job. And mm-hmm. so I'll have them do that twice a day, uh, uh, you know, for six weeks or so, and then maybe once a day for another six weeks, and then test them, retest them at three months, provided they're taking the glutathione every day. Right, right, uh, right. So it's just the inspection, you know, and then the, the actual treatment for the mold is not that hard um, once you, you know, once you've identified that as the problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's excellent. Well, this has been a fabulous conversation. I thank you so much. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you for talking with me. Oh, my God. Have we been talking for over an hour already? Yes. This is what happens. You get my mouth running. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is like being at an ACAM conference for me because Mm -hmm. it's so fun to bounce things off of people that have these wonderful experiences like you. So thank you. 
Oh, you're welcome. Please come out to Charleston. Come I'll do me. that. We get people. I've had people from Washington State, California, Minnesota, Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia. I mean, they're, they're so come on down. Join the party. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Michael Bauer-Schmidt, for that entertaining as well as informative visit. And thank you to Alliance for Natural Health USA for standing in the gap for our health freedoms. Go to alliancefornaturalhealthusa.org and become a member today.